0: Let's discover what lies at the intersection between learning and the lives of the people who make business happen. I'm Dr. Michelle Epler, and this is the Human Capital Lab podcast. A constant theme throughout this podcast, and what I hear when I attend professional development and or conferences with learning leaders is, how do they earn the ability to impact the organization more effectively? Learning leaders want to understand how to interface with senior leadership better and secure voice in future planning. But perhaps as important, they want to know how senior leaders think about learning and development and how they can better align what they do with the highest priorities of the business. Mike Castling is an executive that any L&D leader would love to engage with. He is chairman and CEO of Sequence Health Group, a collective of top healthcare organizations and CEO of Katsling, a family-owned company he joined in 1985 that is an advanced partner of Siemens Healthineers. Casling sells and services world-class medical imaging equipment to hospitals in several regions across the U.S. Under his leadership, Sequence and its partner companies have earned multiple recognitions, including Modern Healthcare's ranking as one of the best places to work in healthcare for multiple years, including two years at number one. Welcome, Mike.
1: Thank you, thrilled to be here.
0: Let's get started with some background, shall we? Tell us about Sequence.
1: So Sequence was formed in 1984 by my father. The original business is still our largest business is Castling, where we sell and service medical imaging equipment. So basically anything to image inside your body. We're now Siemens' largest global partner. But we really took a step back probably about 12 years ago and said, what are we good at? And obviously, we know healthcare That's all we do. We know from a 10-bed critical access hospital to a 1,000-bed teaching facility. And then we have this array of amazing world-class support services, whether it's marketing, IT, people and culture, or HR, accounting, strategy, finance, and all those to support all our partner companies. Today, we have about 14 companies that we own or have invested in across the country with probably about 1500 employees.
0: Wow. So there's a lot of opportunity for learning there with that many <laughs> employees. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Could you tell our L and D listeners how learning and development is valued at Sequence?
1: At Sequence, we have two things that guide us, all employees across all companies, um, it's our cultural beliefs. So we have six cultural beliefs. Two of those really tie into learning and development, which is learn from it and grow together. But also, we have our key results. So we have five key results, which are about, obviously, revenue, profit, accountability, and so forth. But the newest one, and probably most important one, is development. Oh. So it's it's a requirement that every employee has a development plan each year, and they get through at least 80% of their development plan across the board.
0: So that's definitely supporting that learning culture there. It
1: is. Absolutely. I mean, we're a big believer as I think others should. You know, I've always said as a company, if you're not growing, you're going to be dying at some point in time. I think that's the same for people and your employees. So if they're not growing and learning and developing, I think they're not going to be happy because a lot of people want to continue to learn and develop. But I also think it impacts the business overall if your employees aren't growing too.
0: And that also allows you to instill different cultural values throughout all of the learning that's going throughout, not only just the jobs, but also what you want your employees to know that this is how we do things here at Sequence.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I I will point out too, when we talk learning and development, we look at it both professionally as well as personally, because we look at the person as a whole. So if there's certain things they want to do personally to grow and develop, we look at that as well. And that's part of their development plan.
0: So you mentioned some of the key performance metrics, and I suspect there's a strategic plan that goes along with that. Where do you see learning and development supporting these metrics as you look throughout your organization?
1: Well, I think it goes back to the core thing. If our employees aren't continuing to learn, develop, and grow, our business will be static. So it's completely tied into our strategic plan. And our strategic plan is all about growth and expansion and so forth. So it's an absolutely critical part. And that's why we've made it one of our key results that we truly track.
0: That's great. Now, you're in the healthcare arena, so the pandemic definitely impacted your business. How did your team adapt and what were some of the takeaways that learning and development may have done to help you with that?
1: I think we were fortunate because we were already set to go remote at okay. any point in time. So literally Good. when the pandemic hit, we flipped a switch and all our employees were remote. We've decided on a Sunday and Monday, everybody was remote. But during that time, we actually accelerated our learning and development to keep people engaged, obviously use technologies, Zoom, Teams and so forth. But we do a multifaceted approach when we look at learning development. So we look at it from a overall corporate, from each area, as well as personal. So we had aspects of all those going on. And, and like I said, because of the pandemic and a lot of the stresses, we actually accelerated some of those programs.
0: Were there some lessons learned through that acceleration that you're now keeping that are helping your business grow even more?
1: I don't know if there's things we learned that I, th- I think it's just the importance of keeping the learning and development on a continual basis. Okay. We, did, we didn't take the last two years off and just say, <laughs> you know, let's not deal with that. Yeah. So I, I think the one probably thing is during times of challenge and, and so forth, it's probably more important mm-hmm. to have that learning development, whether it's individually or group or team size. So I think that makes a difference.
0: To what extent do you believe this learning culture and these personal and professional opportunities for development impact your ability to attract top talent?
1: It definitely impacts our ability to attract. I'd probably say it probably has a bigger impact on retaining um, than attracting. And probably to that point, we probably should do a better job promoting that when we're hiring (laughs) people. So there may be a piece to that, but, but I do know employees across the board of any age group really appreciate the opportunity to continue to learn. And we do our learning a lot of ways. We have a LMS learning management system where they can go on and just learn a lot of basic stuff, whether it's Microsoft or Teams or Outlook and so forth like that. We bring in speakers for different groups. We also have our manager training group that meets quarterly that has people come in. Then we also have high potential group that are kind of our up and comers that come in. And then we also send people you know, depending on their individual development plan off to executive programs at colleges or across the country.
0: That's great. So when you think about the succession planning, you were talking about you have a hypo program. What do you think is the biggest impact that those hypo programs provide your organization as you're looking at succession?
1: Well, I think it's developing that next group of leaders, right? It's giving them the skills to be successful into the future. I think it's absolutely critical. Equally critical is is our ongoing management training. You know, the fact of life is people don't leave a company, they leave the manager. Yes. So it's absolutely critical that we're constantly educating them and working with them as well as the high potential people. The other piece that's important with the managers, in the end of the day, our development program are individuals. So, you know, we do coaching with all our employees. We no longer do an annual performance review. We do ongoing coaching. So we also have to make sure our managers have the tools and know how to talk to their employees to work with them to create their development plans. Because it's between it's a plan that's developed between the employee and the manager.
0: Oh, that sounds really rewarding. So your company has been cited as a best place to work in healthcare for multiple years. What role does learning and development have in this success?
1: I mean, in the end of the day, we're successful and we've been successful for 37 years because of our people and it's all about taking care of your people. And I think learning and and development and because it's part of our cultural belief, it's part of our key results and we want employees that want to grow and continue to evolve. They look at that as a, a truly a value that we add and that we care about them and that we care about them growing, not only professionally, but personally.
0: So there are a lot of learning and development leaders who are aspiring to work at an organization like <laughs> yours, where it's, it's part of the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who aren't as lucky to work for someone like you, what advice do you have for those learning and development leaders who are trying to convince their executives that a learning culture really makes a big impact and allow them to earn a spot at that executive table?
1: I think there's two things which we talked about a little bit earlier. I mean, the reality is, and most executives should know, if you're not growing as a company, you're going to fail. I always use in the healthcare world, Kodak, the lo- one of the yes. largest corporations in the world. They didn't grow and develop, and they're dead. They're not here. And so that's the same, same with your people. As you continue to grow and develop in your business, you need the people to come along. So without learning and development tied to that, you're not going to be successful. I think people really want to grow and develop. I think even the younger generations, maybe even so more.
0: Right, they they want that next step. So what do I need to learn? What do I need yep. to do? Right, Yep. yep. so uh, those aspiring leaders really need to demonstrate the value of the impact of retaining employees through different managerial programs and really tying what they're doing to the key performance indicators of the organization. Absolutely. And the communicating those out in a way that demonstrates their business acumen. And so instead of communicating in a learning language, they're communicating in a business language.
1: Absolutely, that's absolutely critical.
0: So as a CEO, what gets your attention when it comes to elevating leaders to your executive team?
1: I need people that adapt and embrace change to take advantage of opportunities.
0: So are there any new developments at Sequence that you're getting ready to launch that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Um, probably the biggest ones that, that have been really impactful longer term as we switched away from doing annual reviews to doing ongoing coaching. It's more of an ongoing dialogue with all our employees, and, and we try to encourage them to do at least quarterly, if not more often, versus you know, just once a year. And, that, and that's key as you look at learning and development, because that, that needs to be happening all year long. It shouldn't just happen in January or December or whenever of each year. Um, The other one, which we're kind of excited about that we're just launching is the, the concept around mentorship. So your coach is your boss, but now looking at helping people to continue to grow. We're creating a mentorship program. So, you know, I could be working with some of the younger people in the company and other executives and other managers across the board to give them guidance and insight especially the younger kids and so forth, trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do if I want to continue to grow and look at it from a longer term, broader picture versus their managers that would probably look at it more on an annual basis. We're excited about what we think that can do.
0: Are the mentors within their own division or focus of emphasis, or is there an opportunity to be exposed to different types of opportunities within the companies that you're the, leading the
1: goal is not within their area it's, okay it's somebody outside their area so there's truly no ties to what they're doing day in and out and they can be a, an objective person to help guide and help them grow
0: one of the things that i've often heard is that so many of our newer employees as we're replacing and addressing some of the gaps that we've had because of the pandemic is that new employees aren't really sure what other pathways are there mm-hmm. and uh, they are finding just like you are that the exposure to these different pathways and helping the younger generations understand that most of our careers are not a linear thing yeah. that there isn't just a direct ladder that goes straight mm-hmm. up that is yep. really more of a curving pathway as you grow and learn and expand and understand all your different skills
1: Yep, that's absolutely correct. And I think you can just look at the success of mentorship programs at the high school and collegiate level, because you see a lot of those programs across the country and they're very, very successful. So it makes a lot of sense that you just keep tying that in into the business world.
0: Great. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about how you examine the key performance results for these professional development plans at the executive level.
1: So our five key results are obviously revenue, profit, which, which everybody has. Accountability. We drive an accountable culture. And so we have a thing we do annually with all our employees across the country that look at accountability. So we're, we're looking at those. That's more of an annual number. And then customer service is a big one of ours. So we do a variation off a of net promoter score. We're looking at that data. And, and when I say net promoter score, so we're... So at the castling level, mm-hmm. we're actually doing a combination of multiple scores, kind of like a net promoter score with our customers. So we're watching okay. that on a monthly basis. Then as Sequence, because we're more of a support company to all our companies, we're doing a similar survey to say, how, how are our support services doing for you? So that that's kind of the customer service goal. And then, as I said, the development side is all employees have to have a development plan and at least 80% of their development plan needs to be completed. So we're tracking all those numbers. So I can look up at any given time, we'll use learning and development. In June, you know, 70% of the employees had development plans and 33% were done, just randomly. So then we know we need to push the managers to get all the development plans done, and they probably need to keep pushing along to make sure they're farther along on, on uh, working on their plans.
0: What sort of return do you see based off of the number of professional development plans that are actually completed? How does that, the completion of the professional development, move the business forward?
1: That's where we work closely with our managers to make sure they understand okay. the tools and so forth. That they're, again, it's it's both personal. So if you want to learn to garden or learn to play the guitar, that's actually absolutely fine in the development plan. But at the same time, it's it's working with that employee individually to figure out what do they need to continue to grow in their job, you know, looking at it from them personally for the department and, and for the overall company. So that's where it really is important. We do do programs like, you know, the top performer or high potential where managers kind of submit people in there, which is a broader program, but really learning and development becomes to be individual. And so it's working with them. Okay. You need this skill. You need to grow in this area. How can we get it? Do we okay. do it? You know, Locally in seminars, do we send you off to a college or university? So it's really down to the individual level.
0: And so those professional development plans then really align with the engagement and the retention of employees when it comes to bottom line data.
1: Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think that ties into, you know, our small attrition rate of about 1%. Yeah,
0: which is amazing.
1: And also, I mean, our continued year over year growth.
0: All right. So it's always interesting to learn about how those in charge of leading and developing others learn. I'd love to hear what you go to. A podcast, a favorite book, if there's blogs, a special newspaper, conferences. How do you develop yourself?
1: Like everybody, I've always been a believer of constant learning. And even after being in this business for 37 (laughs) years, I'm constantly learning both on the healthcare side as well as the leadership side. Uh, I'm not much into books, probably because I have ADHD and my ability to sit down and read isn't as good as it used to be when I was in college. But really looking at master classes, I'm tied in uh, with Harvard and Stanford and ASU on some of their business schools ongoing. Harvard and Stanford have one specifically in healthcare. So going to those as well as ongoing education with those. But any, any type of TED talk, Podcasts. I signed up for this company called Masterclass Series where you pay an annual fee and you can literally learn anything from business to playing the guitar and stuff.
0: Great. I really want to thank you for sharing about sequins, about your culture, a little bit about yourself as well. Thanks again for joining us, Mike. Thank you for joining us on the Human Capital Lab Podcast a growth network podcast production in collaboration with Bellevue University. For more about Bellevue University's Human Capital Lab, head to humancapitalab.org. If you were inspired today, pass the link on to a colleague or friend. Stay tuned for our next episode. And until then, keep learning to unlock the long-term potential of human capital.